You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. our Thanksgiving edition of the DMVR Broncos podcast. One day before Thanksgiving, we've got a jam-packed show. We're going to be picking the Thanksgiving games. We're going to be picking the Broncos games. We're going to be talking to our guy, Baldy, and we are going to be breaking down this Broncos-Browns game. See if the Broncos can keep the good times rolling. We've got some good times rolling here with Alexis Perry, Todd Davis. We got you here behind the camera and yours truly, Zach Stevens, rolling with you today <laughs> on the DMVR Broncos podcast. How is everyone doing? Feeling great. One day to Thanksgiving, your favorite holiday uh, of the yeah, year. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think it'll be a good one. I'm excited. My mom's already started cooking and prepping, so can't wait. I know. Ooh. I'm trying to figure out, do I want to go down tonight? Do I want to go first thing in the morning? My cousin's in town, so I'm excited. I think I might go down tonight and do a little extra family time. Mmm, fun. Where are you going? Just Parker. Nice. Where I'm from. Yep. I know. Good old, good old South Parker. <laughs> but as we found out, that's not where you're actually from. No. Originally, I am from California, Fresno, California, of all places. Mm. Um, that's where I was born and raised. But I was here for my formative years. So <laughs> I, I like to call myself a native, but I won't ever tell a native that because... We all know how they do. So. <laughs> you're, uh, you're not you're, from Colorado. You're not from Colorado. You're that bumper you can't sticker. claim it. I wasn't born here, but I got here as quick as I could. I got here as yeah. quick as yeah. I could, literally. Yeah. Just in time. Eighth grade. Yep. Real, real tough transition years there uh, for an eighth grade girl. Back in like, and we remember, this is like eighth grade now where like girls are cool. Like you're like a <laughs> dork in eighth grade, right? Mm -hmm. So like it was just, it wasn't great. Those TikToks of like high schooler, when I was in high school and now the high schoolers now, it's insane. Yeah, like how we were dancing in front yeah, of like the yeah, home yeah. video camera to like these girls. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's insane. Um, there was a big deal made last year of Nathaniel Hackett giving the Broncos Thanksgiving off and changing their day off in the week from Tuesday to Thursday so that players could be home with their families. Yep. Some people absolutely lost their minds over it. I know on this show, we didn't really care. Sean Payton, 
doesn't care. Uh-huh. They're practicing just like normal on Thanksgiving. Do you have an issue feeling one way or the other what, what the Broncos do? No, I think to each their own. Um, as long as players get like a majority of the day off to you know spend with their family and get some good food, I think that's all that matters. But yeah, it's to each their own, really. I guess it doesn't it doesn't I, matter when it comes to the game. No, I don't think it changes the game. I feel like they're in a routine right now, right? Mm. They're on a win streak. They're hot right now. I think you have to continue doing what you're doing, preparing like you have been. Um, then again, I've never been in the room. I've never had to sit there throughout the day being like, oh, I just want to get home and get to that sweet potato pie. But um, <laughs> I have to assume right now these guys are pretty locked in and excited to get another dub. So I, I, I just have a feeling that they're like, it doesn't matter to us even. So have you were... talked to any of the guys, Todd? Uh, no, but I just remember like your, your brain's half there anyway. Like yeah. you're in the building, but you're totally focused yeah. on getting home. And <laughs> yeah. like, you probably have family in town. Your mom's cooking, whatever's yeah. going on. Like, you're half in and half out anyway, so I might. As well, I would say just give guys probably the day off or most Interesting. of it off. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and I, I like that perspective. And Sean's doing the opposite. He's yeah. not even like giving the guys. I think they're getting out a little bit early, but typically, and we were talking about this before the show. Typically, practice instead of being at like noon on Thanksgiving is moved up to like eight or nine, so mm-hmm. guys are out at ten thirty. Practice starts tomorrow at 12.30 for the Broncos. They're getting out of there at 2.30 or 3. But Zach what, Stevens is missing his family's Thanksgiving. It's worth noting. I, I He's going to be there covering He's this so team sad. for you guys tomorrow. I'm, I'm bummed to not be with no, my family not. all day. But, yeah, as we talked about yesterday, the food, not too worried about. And i got to get your guys' take on the food maybe at the end of the show because we've got a lot to get into with this Cleveland Browns team. A Browns team that is without two of their top three most important players. I think you can easily make an argument for Deshaun. Not best, Mm -hmm. but most important players. Deshaun Watson, their starting quarterback, that's going to be in anyone's top three. And for the Browns, it certainly is. Um, Nick Chubb, the guy that carries their offense, at least we thought going into this season. And then Miles Garrett, the leader, or the the third best player, third most important player, Miles Garrett. He will be playing um, the leader for defensive player of the year. They're seven and three right now, despite not having two of those guys for a good chunk of the season. Yeah, they've really been playing like really good football uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And I think just like for us, that defense has been able to get turnovers, takeaways, and really put the offense in prime position to score. Offense hasn't been electric, but you know, they've been able to put together a good running game at times. And uh, was DTR, what's the? Yep, yeah, you got uh, it. Thompson Robinson, correct? Thompson Robinson. Yeah. Dorian um, Thompson Robinson. You know, he he came together last week. He didn't have a great game, but he was able to put together a 40-yard drive to put yep. the team in position to win. So that's all you can ask for, man. They've been playing pretty good football for the most part. Yeah, I think really for the Cleveland Browns, they're, they're winning these games, obviously, with their defense. Um, they rank first in almost every statistical category, especially per possession. Um, the numbers that they're able to – I mean – I think teams are averaging like two trips to the red zone per game. Um, so this defense is just absolutely dominant for them. Their time of possession, they are averaging, you know, having the ball in their hands more than seven minutes more than their opponents this That's season, nuts. which is absolutely incredible. So yep. their defense is getting on and getting off the field at a rapid rate. And I think it's uh, this is going to be a huge week for this Broncos offense. If they could sustain drives, they will win this football game because mm. this defense does not allow drives. I think they give up like 18 yards per possession. Mm. That's insane. Yeah, it is insane. And to dive deeper into those numbers, 
the Browns are giving up 243 yards per game. 243 yards also per insane. game in total yards. Yep. That's not just the best in the NFL this year. That's the best in the NFL since the 2008 Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers. Man. Yeah. you got to go 15 years. This is a historically good defense right now in terms of yards given up, and their pass defense is even better than that. They're giving up 143 yards per game. The last team to allow less than 143 yards per game is the 1982 Miami Dolphins. Crazy. Who their secondary had a nickname, the Killer Bees, which led them to a Super Bowl. So this this defense is the truth all around, specifically against the pass game. And uh, when I look at that, I think, okay, well, then their run defense is still good, Mm -hmm. but not great. Broncos run the ball 50 times this game don't they they, their defense is great but it stacks up pretty darn well as good as you can imagine for this good of a defense with your offense yeah i think i think that's our key to success um you know we kind of went away from it last week but right now right here we got to get back to it um if they want to allow us to run the ball we're good we've got to take advantage of every opportunity um they're going to be pretty stout in the past so Let's come out running, and then once they load the box, I think then we find some opportunities to pass the ball. Yeah, 77 yards the Steelers had passing last week. Wow. 77 yards. I mean, that got Matt Canada fired, officially, right? So I just think that this is a week, like you guys said, run the football. I mean, Javante, Samaje, these guys are going to be dead by the end of this game. But I think that's the way, like I mentioned, sustaining drives, keeping the ball out of – DTR's hands, that'll be good. Um, but when, a, when the ball is in DTR's hands, I have a feeling um, this defense is going to do work because they're coming off one of their better games from a pressure perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they actually got a ton of pressure on Josh Dobbs at, last week, and I think if they could do that again this week, you're going to put a rookie in a really tough position. So I'm excited, guys. I'm really excited because it's almost December. And it's legitimately meaningful football Mm -hmm. coming to Denver. And Alexis, you mentioned the 77 passing yards that the Steelers had against the Browns last Mm -hmm. week. Todd, how crazy is that? Like, how impressive is that for a defense to hold a team to 77 passing yards? You know, in this league where, you know, they give a lot of favor to the offense and allow them to, you know, push off or make plays like, that's just 10. That's like 10 passes of seven yards. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, craziness. That's the entire game, that's all you got. Like, I think that's lockdown football. And luckily for us, we know that we can win games with not very many mm-hmm. more yards. Mm-hmm. So I know they're averaging, you know, holding teams to 140. Like, we don't even need that many to win the right. game. So yep. as long as we're close, I think we'll be in a good spot. So 77 is pretty damn impressive. Yep. What if I told you? that they have three other games where they've held teams to fewer than 77 passing yards. That's I would not crazy. be shocked. It's nuts. They've held teams to 68 passing yards, oh 67 God. passing yards, and 17 passing yards. 17 passing yards. Who was you know, the 17 passing yards game? Josh Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. How crazy is that? Wow. And Josh Dobbs was balling the other night, too. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, that actually, wait, maybe that was Josh Dobbs' first game not in Arizona. Okay. So I apologize to Josh Dobbs okay. if that's the I case. That could have been the undrafted um, guy there. But, yeah, 17 passing yards. So there's insane games. They've held, uh, they held that Arizona team to 58 total yards, which is nuts. They held... Uh, 
Let's see. The Titans in week three to 94 total yards. Wow. So there's been these games where they're, they've been Balling. like one of the best defensive performances ever probably with those stats, which means that they have bent a little more in other games in order to get those stats yep. to be for the overall year. Really impressive. But they haven't had a 300-yard game against them in total yards. The most they've given up is 288. So this defense is great. But they have given up six games of over 100 rushing yards, including their worst rush defense last week against the Steelers for 172 yards. Yeah. Remember, the Steelers aren't good at running the ball. Mm -hmm. Najee Harris has been underwhelming, yeah. um, and they had their Steelers' backup running back went off for over 100 yards last week. So this formula is so simple. Run the ball, but what they can't do is what they did last week, uh, where Javante had five rushes in yeah. the first half, and that was it. Yep. If the Broncos get into that, Miles Garrett is just going to continue to be the leader in sacks in the NFL. Why was that? Why was why were the Broncos not running the ball? Did Sean say anything this week so Sean far? Sean said it was because of the, th the lack of third down success. And he didn't dive into it enough, but I think what he meant was first and second down, they weren't picking up yards. Okay. And then so on third down, they were, were faced with third, third and longs, longs and mm -hmm. they were behind the sticks. Okay. But he also did that to himself because... He didn't run the ball first. On first, down. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So there's just zero reason to not be running the ball on first and second down, unless on first down it goes for negative two yards. Then mm -hmm. I understand you do have to pass the ball, but if on first down you're getting stuffed for negative two yards and no yards, then it's going to be a world of hurt for the Broncos this yeah. game. Yeah, I think he's in a tough position because you want to run the ball, but you also can't be predictable. Right. Because like, then the right. team's just going to you know, stack the box, and then on first down you're getting – one or two yards and then you're tough with another you're faced with another tough third down so he's in a tough position he's trying to i think he's trying to find other ways to get guys the ball like all those swing routes are technically run plays yep. you know what i'm saying he they just throw it out to the right, sideline right right um so he's running the ball just it's not uh traditional and yeah. and that's that's uh kind of the opposite on what happened on the other side of the ball with the browns last week when you talk about a rookie quarterback that they mm -hmm. had uh, they did the opposite of what you'd expect. Exactly. I mean, he, he's like a running quarterback, mm -hmm. and he it's threw the ball almost, It's insane. Yeah, that is 43 so passing wild. And let's kind of dive into that side of the ball on this game and what needs to happen after I tell you about our friends over at Bet365, where they are all about the unordinary, never ordinary bets you can find over at Bet365. Use the code DNVR365, uh, especially if you want to get in on the betting action. Three games tomorrow, starting at what, 10, 10, 30 yep. is when the Lions kick off. Then you got an afternoon game with the Cowboys, and then you've got that night game as well. Uh, so you want to check out Bet365. Use the code DNVR365, and you get to choose between two offers. The first, bet safety net of $1,000, or bet $5 and get $150 when you sign up. So use that code BETDNVR or bet or DNVR365 over at Bet365. And you must be 21 and older, physically located in Colorado. Please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, problem and wants help, call or text 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you've been hurt or seriously injured, check out our friends over at Backers and Shanker, where you can smash the 2 222 to set up a consultation. Backers and Shanker has been helping families in Colorado for over 25 years. And the great thing about Backers and Shanker is that you don't pay any money until they win money for your case, and they've won over a billion dollars for their clients. They have locations all over Colorado, including Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, and Fort Collins. They have 
a great staff, and I think that you should call them if you weren't at fault. That's the big thing here. Don't call them if it was your fault, but call them <laughs> if you weren't at fault, whether it was an accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian, smash the two, 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 two. So DTR last week. Yeah. Uh, making his second career start and his first career start. He went out and threw zero touchdowns mm -hmm. and three interceptions. Yep. So what should the game plan be? Should be run to the run ball. the damn ball, especially yep. when you have the third best rushing offense in the NFL this year. Um, and they didn't do that. Yep. DTR dropped back 43 times against the team with the Steelers who have TJ Watt, mm -hmm. arguably maybe the second best defensive player in the NFL this year outside of Miles Garrett. If they do this again, they are just playing right into the Broncos' hands. Yeah, I think coaches sometimes try to be get too complicated. They try to be too smart. Like, oh, they know we're about to run the ball, so let's go to pass. Like, yeah. they barely skated away with that game. Like, if they try to do that this week, I think it's going to be wraps from them after the first quarter. Um, I think it'll be similar to that zero touchdown, three interception game um, that he had his first time out because – our back end is playing very well and getting their hands on a lot of turnovers. I don't think it stops um, against a young quarterback that's had some struggles. Yeah, and I think, you know, right now the Browns, they're giving up. Well, they have the most giveaways in the league this season. They are averaging two a game. So if there's a week that this team right now is going to eat, everybody keeps saying, man, are all these takeaways, is this sustainable? Yeah. I think they can sustain it one more week for sure. Yep. I think they're going to pick them apart. Yeah, I totally agree. And DTR last week in his second start goes out and throws 43 passes, zero touchdowns, one interception. He's got zero passing touchdowns and four interceptions crazy. on the season. <laughs> if they throw 30 times, yep. I think the Broncos are going to get three interceptions. They might also get a fumble in there. If they throw 40 times, let's just add another one yep. on there. I'm going to go a, a turnover for every 10 passing attempts that DTR has. Now, the one thing <laughs> like with that. him is he can run. Mm -hmm. And if you let their running backs, Kareem Hunt and Ford, if you allow them to run, mm -hmm. and then DTR is also able to scramble, mm -hmm. that's when things get out of hand. And we've seen the Broncos run defense really slip up these past weeks. The Bills didn't like to run the ball. They mm -hmm. don't run the ball, and they were able to do that. The Vikings don't run the ball. They don't like to run the ball, and they were able to run the ball against the Broncos. A Browns team that likes to run the ball? Todd, tell me if I'm making it too simple, because you said sometimes... Um, teams will overthink things or, or underthink things. It, shouldn't the Broncos just load the box eight to start the game? And unless DTR starts picking them apart, they yep. should just keep eight guys in the box every single play, unless it's, you know, third and 15. Without a doubt, because I feel like our struggles aren't with the scheme. It's with the physicality in the run game. I feel like guys are doing a much better job tackling with physicality in space in the mm. passing game. But when it comes to the run game, we're not – manhandling people the same way yeah and so we need extra bodies in the in the box to be able to account for if somebody does get pushed or thrown out the club like another body's <laughs> there to make that tackle so i think we definitely need to load the box and make them throw the ball make mm -hmm. them one-dimensional if he beats us throwing the ball we'll take it yeah. yeah we'll live with that but we can't let them run for 250 yards on the ground and just tear us apart so much rather have them throwing the ball yeah it felt like a one of those games last week where you're just watching it unfold and you're like, okay, guys aren't wrapping up. 
guys are missing tackles. Josh Jobs is shaking guys off. Like it just felt like they were incredibly elusive. And so I feel like this was a good week for them to be able to watch that tape now going up against a guy like Jerome Ford and, and what the, the Browns have to offer on the ground. So kind of a good timing for last week for them to kind of have a bad game because I think they're going to come out wanting to prove something this week against the run. And it's just crazy how well this, just with being a 7-3 and three Browns team, mm-hmm. a really good team, how crazy well this team stacks up for the Broncos on both sides of the ball because you look at the receiving options for yeah. the Browns, they've got one guy, and it's Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of music to the Broncos' ears because the Broncos have one guy that they can really clamp down any receiver, definitely a guy like Amari Cooper, but Amari Cooper... 749 receiving yards. He's having a heck of a season mm-hmm. so far. I mean, that's on pace for like 13, 1400 yards this year. Then David Njoku, a tight end, is their next guy. That could cause the Broncos issues, especially with the way that the Vikings backup tight end kind of took advantage of the Broncos last yeah. week. But then you drop down and their third leading receiver uh, is Elijah Moore, who has less than 400 yards on the season so far. So there's two guys you have to worry about. And one of them, Pat can just shut them down. So this is like, man, you couldn't have asked for a good team going up against the Broncos that that matches up really any better. Yeah, I would say offensively, they're the worst um, seven and three team in the league. Mm, So I think this is a good matchup for the Denver Broncos. They should come out and play well. Uh, Mari Cooper's a talented talented wide receiver, but he spends so much time on the line trying to make guys miss. Um, I don't think that DTR is going to have that much time back there. So yeah. he better get into that route quickly. But then again, you got Pastor Tano and you don't feel like he's going to have a great day. So should bode well for the Denver Broncos. I just think this is going to be the lowest scoring game of the year. My I think these are two extremely talented defenses going head to head. And it's I, I mean, I think I say it later in the show. It, it's 13 thir- 10, I think, mm-hmm. is like a stretch even. I think this could be like single digits. Six nine games. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think people are going to be really bored, but I yeah. think this is one of those games where it's like, really, be thankful that the defense has rebounded the way that they have because I think they're going to keep this offense in this game. Alexis, I completely agree with you about this just being a grinded out, it's, you're low be bored. scoring game because the Browns and Steelers. Everyone knew that that was going to be a low scoring yep. game last week. The over-under was set, I think, at like 32 and a half, which is ridiculously low. Mm-hmm. Games typically never go beyond or below like 36, 37 points. Yeah. That one was 32 and a half, and the under hit by almost 10 points. Yeah. Like, that's how crazy it was. Mm-hmm. And so the Broncos over-under for this game, give me a guess of what you think it is. The total for this game? Yeah, the over-under according to Vegas. 32 and a half. Okay. This makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it should be like 28 personally, but um, <laughs> I know yeah, they probably won't. should be. Yeah, this one's 35, okay. um, which is really low, but still seems like it could be a lot lower. That's the third lowest line this week. There's two games that are lower Damn. than that. One of them involves the Steelers, who can't do anything on offense. Um, Steelers and Bengals, Bengals backup quarterback. That one set at 34 and a half. Yeah. And then the Patriots and Giants. What a miserable game teams, yeah. to have to watch. I mean, at least Oof. the Broncos is like, there's the reason why it's such a low over-unders because it's two really good defenses. Yep. This one, the Patriots and Giants, is it's low because it's just two awful teams. Yeah. At least it's not on Thanksgiving. Oh, thank goodness. Like, all, all NFC games on Thanksgiving. Weird. Yeah. But okay. Yeah, sure. I'll like take you it. said yesterday, I think you said, maybe it was yesterday? Lions. 
playing on Thanksgiving. Wild. And I'm excited. I know. I'm excited for this Thanksgiving Lions game, which is like said by no one ever. <laughs> it's so true. It's the first time that the Lions have been uh, like a game above 500 or two games above 500 on yeah. their Thanksgiving game in 30 years. Dang. Dan Campbell, Just man. nuts. Dan they have Campbell. turned it around, man. I mean, like, yeah. if that's the trajectory of what a Denver Broncos could be, what yeah. was it, like, a, in two years to turn around? Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah, next year. Yeah. To be 8-2, and two, at, I'd sign Let's up for it right now. Yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, and finish the season. I think the Lions finish 8-1. and one. Now, if the Broncos do that, because they didn't start 1-6, they started 1-5, yeah. Broncos are making the playoffs. And speaking of playoffs, you hear, can we pull up the playoff graphic? This game, to me, is absolutely massive when you look at the playoff picture and look at where things could shake out come the end of December mm. and the beginning of January because the Broncos, two games back of the Browns, but the Browns are 2-2 two and two mm -hmm. when they don't have Deshaun Watson. They're 5-1 and one when they have Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has been okay, seven touchdowns, four interceptions this year. That's like fine, good, mm -hmm. nothing great. Uh, but it just shows how good the rest of their team is when they have yeah. just, like, fine quarterback play, yep. that they're a really good team. But you know what their touchdown-to-interception ratio is when they've had DTR and then P.J. Walker start the other four games? Well, DTR One. has four interceptions? Yep, and no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Yep. And then... And P.J. Walker, I'll give you a hint, was benched in favor of DTR. Golly. So they're what, 0-7? Okay, okay. 1-8. One, 1-8? One you're both too nice to these quarterbacks. Oh, and nine. Jeez. Can you believe that? For a team that's seven and three. Yeah. They won two of those games, two of those four games with oh, and nine touchdown to interception ratio. Todd said it. This is the worst offensive yeah. team that, that has this <laughs> yeah. kind of record. Bad, <laughs> yeah, it's such a. Their defense, man. <laughs> yeah. Defense is keeping them in it. And their kicker has like the most field goal attempts this entire season out of anyone, mm -hmm. which is crazy because I thought it was going to be Will Lutz. Yeah. It's we got to be second. It's not. It's got to be second. And speaking of uh, Will Lutz, and I guess the Browns kicker as well, Will Lutz did not win AFC Special Teams Player of the Week this past week, despite putting up 15 points for the Broncos, yeah. going five for five. You know what position won Special Teams Player of the Week in the AFC? Long snapper. Uh, that's a good one. It's <laughs> probably... Holder. Holder. Uh, it's probably just a notch above both of those. Damn. Fullback. A oh, fullback. Really? One okay. specialty. It's the second fullback to ever win it. There you go. He forced a fumble. I think had two tackles or something like that. All right. Um, Interesting. He was balling. Yeah, he was. But Will Lutz is probably going to be big in this game. But to, to look at the playoff graphic, again, why I mention this is the Browns, maybe they go 500 the rest of the way. Mm -hmm. And so you look, they probably are going to finish right around 10 and 7, 9 and 8, and the Broncos are going to be looking right at that too, right yeah. at that yep. sort of record. And that's probably going to be very competitive for maybe the final wild card spot or two. And you know what the first tiebreaker is when it comes to playoffs? Head to head? Yeah. Head to head. So if you win this game, you don't have to worry about the tiebreaker when it comes to the Cleveland Browns. If you lose this game, well, now you're three games behind Cleveland. Mm -hmm. You can, and, and you don't have the tiebreaker, so you're technically four games behind Cleveland. You can pretty much just write this one off. Yeah, this is a big game for us, and it's very winnable, man. That's what I love about the rest of the the schedule. I know I'm not scared of any matchups. Uh, Houston's gonna be a tough game, but every game is winnable. So, guys have a great opportunity in front of them, man. I know they're focused. I know they're gonna be ready to go. Um, hopefully they don't eat too much on Thanksgiving. Yeah, so heavy. Down. Except maybe um, the the defensive line could. 
Eat as much as you want. Yeah. All those big boys. Yeah. And I'm moving anything. I feel like, honestly, to be honest, I feel like that's how I used to lose in Kansas City. Because everybody would get there, and then all of us wanted to have Kansas City <laughs> yeah. barbecue. Yeah. So we would all eat till we were just, like, stuffed. And the yeah. next day, we're, like, sluggish. <laughs> trying to, it was too much coleslaw and mac and cheese in your gut. Like, you're not running fast. Yeah, yeah. Making any tacos like that. You have the leftovers that morning. Exactly. That's exactly. gross. I think leftover barbecue in the morning is nasty. Is that just me? I don't, I don't really, really like uh, breakfast food. So I'd way rather what? have leftovers. Yeah, He's weird, man. There's the thing about Zach. I've been I've listened to Zach over the last He's five years. He has a very specific diet. Because those and are probably no like jeans. breakfast food and Thanksgiving are like my top two <laughs> foods like ever. Uh, so if you go to a brunch place, you're always gonna go with the breakfast. Usually, yeah, without a doubt. Oh man, I'll even have breakfast sometimes at. Nighttime. I'll yeah. make myself I'm pancakes at 10 While everybody was at DNVR friends Friendsgiving last night, yeah. I was home working and I made myself like scrambled eggs for dinner. Yeah. No, Perfect. no, no, no. I'll get a breakfast burrito with and tell them to just no eggs. No scrambled so eggs. What's so what's in your in burrito? You have hash browns? Uh, exactly. <laughs> it's it's hash browns and sausage. Essentially a lunch burrito. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you just wrap? So now we got to get breakfast and we got to have Thanksgiving meal. So we'll just do it all in one day. We'll just, <laughs> just our get day. it all in one day. Yeah. Why don't you just get a wrap? Um, see, I would do that. But like if I go to a place that only has breakfast. See, do I'll, you just not I'll, like eggs? I'll eat eggs. I mean, they're they're fine. God, we're learning so much. Eggs about are you. just creepy, man. It's so funny What's because creepy about it. I think the fact just that you don't own think jeans about is creepy. What they <laughs> creepy eggs. Now that's your hears. Yeah, so your hear is telling your us. Your hear is egg oh, cleanse. Yeah. Oh, if you're Latino and I know uh, Jose is, you would know about the egg <laughs> cleanse. And if Yvonne and all that, you know about the egg cleanse. You know your grandma took out that egg and tried to uh, take the bad juju away from me. From the you. egg cleanse is something I learned about I today. I think about Sanka and his egg on Cool Runnings. Sanka. <laughs> <laughs> I don't kiss it. That is bad juju. You don't bring in the bad juju. Kissing eggs is bad juju? Really? Oh, uh, no, no, no. Kissing the bad egg that you just got oh, cleansed with oh, is bad, bad juju. Egg. But eating an egg isn't bad juju. No, it's good juju. It's protein. You want to get big like Todd. You got to eat your eggs. Uh, that's, that's true. That's a good point. I, I go with yogurt. Okay. Yeah, there's some protein in there. Okay. Uh, had a protein shake right before I walked in. There you go. I like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I try, trying to get strong like Todd. Yeah. Um, and speaking of getting strong... If you want to watch some strong men on the field this weekend, you want to check out our <laughs> friends over at Game Time, where you can see the Broncos take on the Browns this week. CU is on the road, but if you're going to Utah, maybe you have some family in Utah, you want to catch that game, check out our friends over at Game Time. Use the code DNVR when you sign up, and you're going to get $20 off your first purchase over at Game Time, where they have tickets for not just football games, but they have tickets for every sporting event, concerts, They've got it all. So check them out over at Game Time and use that code DNVR to get $20 off. And while you're pre-gaming for these big men that you're going to see, <laughs> thanks to our friends from Game Time, also check out our friends from Breckenridge Distillery. Breckenridge Bourbon, you guys know they're the official bourbon of Denver Broncos contest. Um, you got the Battle of the Broncos blends going on still. Ed McCaffrey versus Alfred Williams. Um, and you guys can vote and win Breckenridge Distillery uh, and Broncos swag. Did I just say that right? Vote on your favorite and win Breckenridge Distillery and Broncos swag. Um, you guys can enter at BreckenridgeDistillery.com slash, this is my favorite one, bourbon dash of dash the <laughs> dash Denver Broncos backslash to win. Uh, check that out. Hashtag Broncos bourbon. 
Um, did I also probably say that wrong? I'm sure I no, did. You know. Don't worry about it. Link it is in the description as yeah. well. Link is in the, link description. In the description. This one's this one's always tough. There's a lot of slashes and dashes in this one. Yeah, and when it comes to bourbon, it's pretty simple. You go to the store, you find the you bourbon find the that says Breckenridge with the massive Bronco on it, yep. and uh, every Broncos fan knows where to go. We've got our guy Baldy joining us in just a second. Um, but you mentioned the Houston Texans game. Mm -hmm. Did you hear the news about that yesterday? Nope. It's got flexed into a more primetime slot, mm. kind of. Huh. The NFL flexed the Broncos game. It was supposed to start at 2.25 in two weeks. They flexed it to the 11 a.m. spot, which is supposed to be less primetime, but they flexed it because you know what game is at 2.25? Uh, is the Eagles 49ers, mm. one of the most highly anticipated matchups of the season. And they thought originally Broncos-Texans, come on, Texans are bad. That's not going to be a game. That's not really going to compete with that game. So we'll put it at the same time slot. But now Texans, a real good game. I mean, this could be a playoff game for the yeah. Broncos and Texans. So crazy enough, they actually flexed it to 11 a.m. because they don't want to take eyes off that uh, – uh, 49ers Eagles game, and they mm. want to get more eyes on this one. So Broncos are going to have one more 11 a.m. game coming up. So they didn't call us and ask if we wanted to uh, wake up earlier to do the pregame show. Oh, yeah, we just, huh? Can yeah you they just that? flexed us in <laughs> yeah. we had no as say. well. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> we had absolutely no say. That's interesting. I feel like Todd 11 a.m. games. Do you guys like those games? Like get it done earlier, or are those kind of no, rough? I like. I think I play at 2:25. Like. Most of my career, yep. I probably only had a handful of 11 o'clock games. I feel like they just threw off my schedule. Yeah. I didn't like waking up that early. I'd much rather do the 225 or the night games. Night games are cool, but yeah, it's too early. I remember 2019, 11 a.m. in Buffalo. Oh. Worst day of my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's cold. It's early. You got no sleep because you got in late. East Coast, you lose two hours. Like, it was tough. Yeah, and then when it's 11 o'clock, like, you kind of have like a pregame ritual, yep. like even with the food you eat. So now I'm trying to eat spaghetti at like <laughs> eight thirty to carb up. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. At least this is Central, right? Houston Central right. Time. So yeah. all so, right, so, so it's noon. only ten our time. So right. not right. too bad. Not nine a.m. Uh, and man, I just as a player, I would hate that mm -hmm. so much because. Uh, especially the Broncos. They never play. That's got to be like a, a slight home field advantage for a team that does play 11 a.m. games all the time. Yeah. yeah. And then a team that never plays them. And, I mean, totally. the Broncos have only had two this year. They were only supposed to have two. Now they're having a third. Uh, so let's hope that the Broncos are uh, woken up by then. And we know our guy Baldy is awake and joining us right now. Baldy, what is going on? Offensive line mastermind. Uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. It's good to be with you. Um, you know, it's it's that time of the year, man. It's special time, so I'm just uh, enjoying all of it. Man, so happy and thankful to have you on, uh, Baldy. And uh, this Broncos game that we just saw, you broke down a lot of things on Baldy's breakdowns over at your Twitter. Go check him out uh, over at Baldy NFL. You got so many awesome ones. You picked up a, yours have picked up a lot of steam around the country for your breakdown of the Broncos, and one of them is about Russell Wilson. And just how impressive have his two past games been? Not the stat sheet, because the stat sheet's been fine. Nothing that blows you away, but his poise and composure at the end of these games. No question. And that's how a lot of quarterbacks get measured. You get measured by how you play in the postseason. Got to get there. And then how you finish games. And can they put the ball in your hands? 
And can you take the team down the field and make, you know, the type of plays that we've just witnessed the last two weeks, but over really over the course of the last month where, I mean, it's just, it's error-free football and he's just giving everybody a chance. I mean, converting fourth and threes and just dodging, you know, every single defender in his way to go find a way to win a game against a hot team. It was nothing short of impressive. And Minnesota's defense is, is stout. Brian Flores has those guys playing fantastic. That was incredibly impressive by what Russell's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go back to that Vikings game one more time. The The Broncos have been running the ball so well, and we really thought that was their key to success. In this last game, they kind of went away from the run. In my opinion, that's Sean kind of have them be more balanced so that they can make more of a playoff push. Uh, what was your opinion on that? Was it just the Vikings defense, or is this more of a, a long-term game plan for the, the Broncos? I just don't think they ran the ball real effectively. Like, they weren't getting, you know, the chunks. You know, they, they threw McLaughlin in there. They threw Samaje, Javante. I mean, they just, it was just tough sledding. And so he went really to the short passing game. And that's kind of what, what it has been. It was very conservative. But it was dink and dunk. And, you know, when you're not making a lot of mistakes and you're not turning it over, that works. I mean, they weren't getting chunk plays. And they weren't really, uh, you know, win the line of scrimmage like they did the week before against Buffalo. And so I thought that was probably the right approach. I, I think it could change week to week. It might change this week, you know, uh, against a Cleveland team that, uh, actually gives up some yards rushing, but they're very difficult to throw the ball against, um, and you don't want to hold it very long. So it could change a lot this week. Hey, Baldy, you know, since you are the offensive line mastermind, last week this Broncos offensive line, nearly a perfect game in terms of pass protection. Um, they allowed just three total pressures, no sacks, 37 dropbacks. It really has been an impressive showing from these guys in terms of pass protection over the past couple of weeks. What's really clicking for these guys in, in that regard right now? You know, I think a lot of it is, I mean, I, I think Quinn Miners is playing at a, an extremely high level. But I, I think, you know, Russell, A, getting rid of the ball quickly. You know, I was talking to, I mean, not to dodge the question, it's going to answer, but I was talking to Nick Boza on Sunday, and, you know, I, you know, he had just had a great game, and he goes, well, it, it helps if the quarterback gets to hold the ball, Baldy, you know, or, they, you know, the coverage marries it. You know, and so there's a lot of things that go into that, but I thought Russell's maneuverability, escapability, Extending plays, um, he did that a bunch. That helps the line out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes quarterbacks that are real mobile, they sack themselves, and Russell's not doing that. His feel, and that's where I want to go with this, I feel like his feel with this line and how they protect has come a long ways from, say, like I remember the Washington game, I think they hit him 14 times. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, And I was like, how does he even survive this season if they hit him that many times? And it was going on like that. And so sometimes a quarterback learns a feel with the guys up in front of him, Cushenberry, Bowles, the group. And so I feel like there's a little bit of a dance that goes on, and I feel like that's improving week to week right now. Yeah, speaking of improvement, I want to ask you a big picture question. The Broncos started 1-5. and five. Now they're just one game back of the playoffs. This is a turnaround that I, I can't remember a more impressive turnaround, at least so far right now. Uh, does Is this all on coaching? Who, who deserves credit here, and, and where does that get dished out for this turnaround? Well, when you're 1-5, it always falls on the head coach. And when you win four in a row and you climb back into the race, um, it's on the head coach. I mean, the coach, that Sean is just, you know, he's, I don't know, I mean, I've been around him a long, long time. Um, he has his fingerprints everywhere. 
you know, from the game plan to um, the attention to detail to, you know, how you take the field. Like, his, his hands are on everything, how you practice. So I feel like Sean deserves an awful lot of credit. You know, when, when you give up 70 to Miami and everybody is calling for the defensive coordinator's head and all the stuff that was going on, and you just stay the course – and you don't panic and you don't do any of those things that you easily could do. Other teams have done that already this year. Uh, you know, we'll make the coordinator the fall guy. He didn't do any of that. And so I feel like Sean deserves a great deal of praise to this point. Now, they they still got to finish strong. And I don't think anybody's celebrating, you know, over, you know, at the facility right now. But I, I think this is this is the job of the head coach right now. As the Broncos try to continue this win streak, they face a very good opponent in the Cleveland Browns. I think it's a battle of two very great defenses. Who do you feel has the better edge going into this game as far as defensive play? Well, I think Cleveland has the advantage. I mean, Jim Schwartz mm. has done a masterful job. Um, what they can do is, like, if they play San Francisco, they play press man coverage and said, beat us. And the 49ers couldn't beat them. The quarterback hadn't thrown an interception in nine games until he played Cleveland. Mm. Um, you know, but last week he played a lot of, played a lot of zone. You know, and so he, he has ability and they have the personnel to play a lot of different styles. You know, Miles Garrett over there is a different, I mean, there's nobody else like Miles Garrett in this league. And so you have to game plan against him, but there's a lot of other guys that can hurt you. And so um, I think Cleveland has a little bit of advantage, but I say that, except that I think Denver's had 12 takeaways in the last four games. Yep. And so, I mean, sometimes you go, would you rather have, the number one defense or rather the defense that can take the ball away better than anybody else. Like, you know, they're not going to be Kareem Jackson blowing up Josh Dobbs this week, uh, unfortunately, but you know, that's how they're playing the game right now. Uh, and so the takeaways can come from a lot of different places. You know, it could be Jaquan McMillan again or whatever, but uh, I like a team that feels like they can keep taking the ball away and give an extra bats to the offense and give them good field position. Uh, and so in some ways I might favor Denver right now. Yeah, I think really offensively for the Cleveland Browns this year, one thing that they're great at doing is just staying on the field. What's the key for this Denver defense up against DTR in this group? How do they get these guys off the field and, and get the ball into Russell Wilson's hands? Well, you know, DTR, um, what did he do? He had one one error, one mistake last week. But, you know, he, he took the team down the field, you know, 40-something yards for the game-winning field goal. Yep. It's a very conservative game plan. You know, the ball's not going down the field a great deal. They're not – they're giving them very simple reads. Uh, I would say that, honestly, the key is can you stop David Njoku right now? Like, he he seems to be the go-to guy in crunch time. Jerome Ford is having a phenomenal season. I mean, they, you know, look, Nick Chubb is the best running back in football. And they lose him early in the second week game of the season. And they're still finding ways to win games. And they're playing with a rookie quarterback. And so – and a backup quarterback for much of the year. So they're, they're doing a great job in Cleveland. Um, but I would say just harassing the hell out of Dorian Thompson Robinson would be a good start. Like, however you do that, like let him feel the heat, let him see some free hitters coming at him. Let's see what kind of decisions he makes. They've got a very good offensive line. Dewan Jones. I mean, they're rotating right tackles right now. The left tackle was picked up off a bus stop three weeks ago. He was on the, <laughs> uh, and he's he's played really well. The interior three, the interior three, 
you know, when you look at Joel Petonio and Ethan Posick and Wyatt Teller, they might be the best interior three in this whole league. Like, they're just – they just play the game the right way. And they will cut you up and slice you up on cutoffs and traps and, you know, like, powers. And they're, they're, they're awesome inside. And they're coached by Bill Callahan, who's as good as there is. So, in fact, I think – might be – I have to check on this. But I think Bill Callahan and Sean Payton coach together in Philadelphia. Somebody – Go look that up. But I think they were together for two years at Philadelphia under Ray Rhodes uh, and John Gruden. So that, that, that might have happened. And Baldy, you mentioned Kareem Jackson. The Broncos aren't going to have him. Uh, I kind of want to ask you a big picture because we've heard Tom Brady talk about this earlier this week. Uh, we've heard a lot of Broncos come out to support Kareem. And I don't want to ask you whether the suspension was right or wrong, but just what is your take um, on the current NFL and where it's trending? Is it something that concerns you like, like it concerns some of these other players? Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all for player safety. I thought when I saw the play by Kareem Jackson, I thought that's how you have to play the game. It changed the game. Um, you got a turnover right there. You got points out of the turnover. Um, those are the plays that, um, you know, guys, guys just made. Like what, what Brady was saying about Rodney Harrison and some of the guys he mentioned, like, you know, if you, I can't even show Troy Palomalo highlights. Like they're too violent, you know? I can't even put Troy out there <laughs> on video. Like it would, you know, the, the game has come that far. I, I feel like, you know, like Kareem's getting labeled like the way Rodney Harrison got labeled. Like he's he's a problem child. He's mm. he's too violent. He's he has to. I mean, I understand this is suspension to a degree. Like you got to change the way you play the game. But there's something about playing the game from that safety position that that's part of the position. You right. you have to make intimidating hits. You got to, the the center of the field, the middle of the field is the most important real estate in the game of football. You have to defend that turf. Um, I, I agree with Tom to a great degree, but I, I work for the NFL, so. <laughs> that's, totally, that's totally fair. I'll give you something that you can 100% speak on as an offensive lineman mastermind. How, how do the Broncos slow down Miles Garrett, who is uh, the leader for the defensive player of the year right now? Well, you have to account for him every play. He, he's not out there every play, but he plays over the left tackle. He plays over the right tackle. He'll line up over the center. No matter where he is, you have to account for him. Um, you can't just leave him one-on-one. -on -one. I don't care. Garrett Bowles, pick guy. Like, you can't leave him against McGlinchey one-on-one. You always have to have a guy, a slide, a chip. You, 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 you've got – and if you're going to take a, a deep drop, um, you know, screens, yeah, let him rush – um, quick passes, if it's going to come out like less than two seconds, okay. But if you're holding the ball and you're counting to three, you better have a plan for Miles Garrett because he'll ruin he'll ruin your play. Yeah, well, we love it. And, Baldy, we uh, got to ask you before you get out, best Thanksgiving dish tomorrow? Oh, well, I mean, look, I, it's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite <laughs> holiday of the year. It's my favorite meal of the year. Yes. Like all the turkey you want with all the graving and all the stuffing and all the cranberry sauce. And I might start it all off with two pieces of blueberry pie or oh. pie, whatever's, whatever's on the table, just because I can. And if I gain eight, that's a good day. If I had a penny scale before I started and after I finished, like I'm hoping there's eight pounds that are good. I love it. Baldy, one it. Zach Stevens here hates Thanksgiving. What do you have to say to him? <laughs> well, then he just hates life. 
ever invented. Like it's just food, family, and football. Yep. And there's nothing better that beats that combination. Yeah, and I agree with the last two, or the family and football one. That can't be beat. But I'll, I'll, I'll take your advice. I'll start off with some pie tomorrow and see if that turns the meal around. And and just pour a big old goblet of red wine and, yeah. and drink it down with it. And, yeah. And yeah. Baldy and I are gonna have similar Thursdays. <laughs> I like that. We're, we're gonna we're gonna need the uh, the weigh-in update next week, Baldy. Enjoy Thanksgiving. The, we're thankful we'll, for you. We'll and, the scales. I'll let you know. <laughs> right on. And before uh, we, we let you go, just got to give a shout out. You guys have been killing it on the all uh, NFL show. You had Andy Reid on. Uh, you had Troy Buck on. You've, you've mm -hmm. had or Joe Buck on. You guys have had so many awesome guests on. So everyone that's watching this, you guys are going to love it. We have, uh, we have a cool, we have, we have a cool uh, group coming on Friday. Um, we've got Hassan Reddick from the Eagles. Yep. And we have Deion Dawkins, the left tackle from Buffalo. They play Sunday in Philly, oh. but they both played together at Temple on mm. that field in Philly. And so we're going to have both those guys on kind of like pre uh, preempting that game on Sunday. So it's going to be cool. Man, I mean, just that's that's a perfect Thanksgiving show right there. You're kind of bringing family back together. I love it, Baldy. Thanks so much. We love your insight. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks for having me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Baldy. Too. Man, love Baldy's insight. Uh, and I feel, did you guys reach out to him and tell him to say that Thanksgiving food's the best? No, it's no? just, are you sure? It's literally yours. everyone versus you. <laughs> Zach. Um, so what's everyone's favorite food on Thanksgiving? I have, mine is super controversial. Mm. So just heads up. Um, my mom makes the meanest green bean casserole on the planet. I know. Mm. Look at Todd's face. He's just like. What is green bean casserole? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. The word casserole scares me. It's interesting. It's green beans. I think it goes right along with the Brussels sprouts you'll be having tomorrow. So. Cream of mushroom soup, the French, like the onions on top. Like my the way my mom does, I don't know, it's good. She also has to do stuffing. You guys, I'm now allergic to squash and zucchini. Oh, no. So like mom's like classic stuffing recipe has to be changed up this year. So uh -oh. she's going to have to do something different. Yeah, randomly. Out? I over 30 and now I can eat squash. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm freaking out. I'm bummed because her, her stuffing's pretty good. But um, yeah, my mom's classics are, are pretty mean. I know Todd's shaking it's his fun. head. I think everybody's, everybody's Thanksgiving is different. So I think we just have to have like a potluck so everybody can try, you know what I'm saying? Yep. The yeah. uniqueness of everyone's household. Do you have so. a specialty dish that you cook or do you, do, or is there Zena like a kill favorite? It? I don't, yeah. I definitely don't cook. I may <laughs> do some, I'll cut the turkey. Yep. I'll pour the wine. Yeah. Uh, I'll help clean up for sure. Yeah. Um, but I, my favorites are like yams and mac, mac and cheese and kind of like mm. let those come together on your plate and just kind of. That means like you're mixing them together? Yeah, they may need the same because it's like you need like nope. perfect bites. So the way that I do it, you know, you need a little bit of mac and cheese, you need a little bit of yams. And before you chew all that, you got to take a little bite of yeah, <laughs> cornbread uh, yeah. and a little bit of yams. I mean. That is the worst Ooh. part of any meal is any mixing. You don't you like. Got, oh, no, 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 no. You're insane. No, the best bite is just, you know, one bite of mashed potatoes. No. You, you can let the gravy mix in on that. I'll give you that. I had but mashed like, potatoes with everything. Yeah, but that's a wow. topping. That's no, different. It's no, not a no. food. You don't mix. Do you, like, do you even let your food touch on no, the plate? No, no, oh. no. Mashed potatoes on the protein tomorrow. This That's my tip sad. for you. Mashed no. potatoes on it. Mm -hmm. yeah, Whether it's turkey happen. or ham, whatever. Like you're missing a piece <laughs> of life, man. <laughs> this guy. Do, uh, Zach, do you like pizza with toppings? 
Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, no you just like the pepperoni crust. on the side. <laughs> put your pineapple sure. over there. I mean, that's, that's a fair question. That's a bit like I could do an ice cream sundae. Okay. You could put hot fudge on top of the vanilla ice cream. That works. Okay. Um, but like, I don't want my salad touching. Uh, my spaghetti on the plate that can't happen okay. no no food touching no food I combining. feel so bad for Mrs. <laughs> Stevens yeah. she's just like she has the pickiest eater on her hands except I'm just I'm that's the thing I'm not picky I just He's I don't particular. know I totally eat everything I'll eat the eggs I'll eat the Thanksgiving meal does not it's combine. just like it's just You're not like enjoying I, it. it's just fine. It's fine. There's a reason we eat it once a year because okay. it's fine. Yeah. Um, and something that everyone is gonna have this year is a roof over their home when they have Thanksgiving. And Red Hawk Roofing is gonna provide you that roof if you need it for uh, your home, your business. Check out our friends over at Red Hawk Roofing, where they are part of the DNVR family, have been on part of our family for a very long time, so you know that you can trust them. And over at Red Hawk Roofing, they have the best estimators in Colorado. They have a quick response time, decades of experience, quality materials. They've got free, no-obligation roof and property inspections and free in-depth photo reports for all of their inspections. Winter is coming, so don't wait. If you need a home for your roof or business, check them out over at redhawkroofing.com. And if you're in the mood for some, some shades, you need to check out our friends over at Shady Rays. If you're celebrating Thanksgiving this this year and you're going out, you get some kind love and you go on that walk with your cousins, you come <laughs> back to the house ready to eat, probably throwing your Shady Rays so grandma's not looking at you crazy. The great thing about Shady Rays is that they have an uh, insane protection and in all eyewear. Uh, every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacements. So that means if you break or lose a pair, even on the day you buy them, you can bring them back, no questions asked, and they give you a new pair. They have over 250,000 five-star reviews. So everyone loves them. Go get your Shady Rays. You can check them out. You get 50% off using the code DMVR of two or more polarized shades. Go get you some Shady Rays. Speaking of polarized, I don't think I've been crushed in the comments more than with this take right now. It's, it's a bad take. Yeah. That's Appar why. Apparently, people are saying I grew up on Lunchables. Toothpaste Ooh. is spicy. I think um, that I'm a three-year-old. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm not tough. putting them up because yeah, I'm not gonna know, bash my guy. You, you know what? I uh, That's sad. I grew up like I mean Brussels sprouts. I, I grew up on Brussels sprouts, okay. not the Lunchables. Look, so it's like the opposite spectrum. Here's something positive. She says that you had the smoothest transition. Ah, uh, thank you. I think perfect. Todd's though was better. Oh, Todd's Todd's are great. No, smooth, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get like Zach, man. I'm just trying to get like Zach. I just don't think I should ever do a read, ever. Like, when sitting next to you two... No, you've crushed it. You guys are, like, like legit five-star ad readers. You know, what, like, you know what we scrub. need for that? We need a are parting you? shot from Breckenridge Distillery. Look at that transition, though. That. <laughs> uh, and let's get good. in to our final takes, which is a parting shot presented by Breckenridge Distillery. If you need to bring something over to mom's house, grandma's house, if you're having people over, check out BreckenridgeDistillery.com to get Breckenridge Distillery for tomorrow. For Friday, Black Football Friday, for the very first time in the NFL, and you've got college football on Saturday, Broncos on Sunday. It is crazy. Tomorrow starts a, uh, what is it, five straight days of great football. Yeah. So excited. Breckenridge Distillery also makes really good Christmas gifts, so stock up. Mm, yes, thinking, they, thinking about that's, that. That's also, great real point. quick, I do want to shout out Todd for the reference to the walk. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I, I love that because that is happening this year again, and I don't care who knows it. Exactly. It's like 
when you know you're sitting there eating a meal and you look up and like three of the big cousins are gone and they come back and <laughs> yeah. everybody's real chill and <laughs> I know what Walker you're talking about. I totally did not pick up on that. That's why he's like, I like never pick up on the, yeah. uh, on the walks that the family does until mm-hmm. I realize I'm like, where have you been? And then before I ask the question, I'm like, oh, uh, gotcha. <laughs> I've been Man, on that, that walk. That is good. Yeah, here, did you just do a walk? Uh, no, actually, I didn't, oh, okay. but I will be doing a lot of walks this weekend. <laughs> <I'll tell you laughs> that much. I love it. So let's get into our parting shots. But first, Todd, can you fire us up? Let's do it. Can you hear fire us up? Todd just asked me what my favorite uh, my favorite type of food is, and funny enough, I don't eat a lot of meat, but I'll, I'll eat meat occasionally. Um, but my I was asked this, and my wife was around me, and she's like, fried chicken. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> fried chicken? And then she's like, we well, like sesame chicken. I'm like, okay, yep, that's it. Sesame mm-hmm. chicken, because it's fried chicken with a sweet sauce, a little sweet and spicy sauce on top. That can't be beef. You are three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I never, I never get to eat it. Because my wife is a health a health nut. Um, you work on Colfax. There's, do you know how many good Chinese true. places are right here within that's walking true. distance? But see, I bring like a, a fruit bar. Oh, and a, a whole, You got some chocolate under the bed. I don't, think, I don't <laughs> think she'll divorce you if you get a little sesame chicken every now and then. Get a little wild and have some sesame chicken. I think you guys are good. I think you guys are, st- I think you guys are stable enough Zach to is have over. I saw the trash. <laughs> Zach goes for a walk a, and just eats sesame that, chicken There was a white styrofoam container in the trash yeah. can with Goop all in it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I think you guys can like get past that. Pretty much what that. it is. Yeah, cool. I think you're right. Thanks for giving me that courage. Yeah, Alexis. you're welcome. Um, okay, let's hop into these picks. And before we give out our Broncos pick, we got a lot of picks to give out. And let's actually start with tomorrow's games. Let's pick these against the spread, and these are not going to count against our record. Thank so these god. ones are just for fun. Let's get through these quickly. We got the Lions playing the Packers. Lions obviously at home, starting yeah. at 10:30 tomorrow. Lions are a seven and a half point favorite. How do you see this going, Alexis? Lions covering the spread. Easy. Agree with that. They're a much better team. Even though the Packers beat the Chargers last week, they're nah. still trash. Yeah, very trash. Lions as well cover that spread? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the Lions are playing really, really good football right now, so they'll cover the spread pretty much with these. Yeah, I agree. Leg. Next game, biggest spread of the day. Cowboys hosting the Commanders. 12 and a half point favorite for the Cowboys. Todd, do they cover that? No, they don't cover 12 and a half. That's a lot of points, but I do think they win. The Cowboys have been so up and down this year, and I don't want to pick them because half my family is Cowboys fans, <laughs> but I can't lie. I think they're going to play some good football and get the win. 12 and a half points, that's a lot, man. At the, and I think any time, even the Broncos, when we've been big underdogs, it's never been that bad. It's never really ended up that way. No, and the, the Commanders, was it last week? I think they held really close to the Seahawks in Seattle. Mm-hmm. They're good enough to cover the 12, but I agree the Cowboys will win. Yeah. However, Cowboys have only won on uh, Thanksgiving once in the past 12 years. Wow. Is that nuts? And don't they always play on Thanksgiving. Yep, like, that's exactly. a given. I yeah. love to see Jerry Jones sad in his box on Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm-hmm. So? 
oh, a I massive have, upset? So I don't have a massive upset. I think the okay. Cowboys win, but I don't think they cover. Yep, I so agree. I have commanders on that. And then the final game of the night, we've got the 49ers going into Seattle to play the Seahawks. 49ers on the road, seven-point favorite. Take 49ers to cover. Mm. Personally. I hope you're wrong, Alexis, because I hope it's a good game. That's like the one that I'm definitely focused on after mm-hmm. – Broncos practice is done after family stuff in the morning. So I hope the Seahawks cover. And because of that hope, I'll say they cover. I'm not a 49ers fan, but I do like when they play well. I don't know something yeah. about the defense. Maybe yeah. I'm just a, you know, de- always love good defense. Um, so I do want them to cover and, you know, put together a good good game. Well, in Sacramento State's Bay Area. Yeah. Right? So, I, also, I mean, that's kind of your roots. Yeah. I feel like if you're, like, a Denver sports fan, like, Shanahan, you have Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. there. Like 100%. you just kind of like you feel some weird connection to the 49ers yeah. just because the of the Super Bowl and candles. No, it's not candlestick anymore. No, and, uh, Levi Stadium. Levi Stadium. Levi. Yeah, yep. yep. there's some. There's a connection there between us and the 49ers. It's so I true. Think. I do think like most of Broncos country right now, their second team or their NFC team would be the 49ers. Yeah. yeah. So I think oh, a lot of don't forget about John Lynch. Yep. yep. Exactly. Come on. Yeah. It's so true. Okay, let's get into our real picks now around the AFC. And let's start with the Chiefs taking on the Raiders. Now, this one's not against the spread. We're just picking straight up. Raiders, eight and a half point dogs at home. Mm-hmm. Mm. Raiders, two and one in their last three games. Bless you here. The Chiefs, <laughs> one and two in their past three games. You think I- that streak continues? No, no. I think the Chiefs win this game. Um, the Raiders have been playing good football. They got that boost from firing their head coach, and I think you've uh, seen it play out well for them, but I think the Chiefs are just too good of a team. They're not scoring any points in the second half, but I think they'll score enough in the first half to get the game uh, over with. I feel like things are going to settle for the Chiefs this week, and they're just going to s- just smack them. I think that's going to happen specifically in the second half. Mm-hmm. I, think, I love like, that for them. <laughs> now they're embarrassed and the stats going out there and everyone knows how bad they are in the second half. Here's the question with this game, though. Who should the Broncos be cheering for? Because I don't know. Because the Raiders are 5-6. and six, mm-hmm. So if they win and the Broncos lose this week, then the Raiders actually will be half a game ahead of the Broncos for that final wild card spot. But if you want to go for the division, yeah. then you want the Raiders to win and the Chiefs to lose because if the Broncos win and the Chiefs lose, Broncos only be one game out of the AFC West lead. Is it asking too much for both teams to lose? Yes. Yes, <laughs> and that would be asking too much. But I mean, right now, if you had to pick one team to to root for, who do you root for here? I think the Raiders because if we are able to somehow win the division, then it doesn't matter about, mm-hmm. you know, them having a the game and we're in the yep. hunt. Like, we win the division, we're going to get a playoff spot. So I think you want the Raiders to win. I think you want the Raiders to win, too, because I don't know what the rest of their schedule is, but I know they're the Raiders, and they're probably going to lose a lot more games than the Chiefs <laughs> will down the stretch. So I like the idea of the Broncos fighting for the division, giving it something that they haven't been able to claim for a very long time. So, um I can't believe I'd say go Raiders, yeah. but yeah, like I said, if both teams could lose that game, that'd be great. Yeah, you could say like go Vegas. That doesn't feel as gross <laughs> coming, coming yeah. out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah it's just like, I don't, yeah. And yeah. I, I think you guys are right. This is the gamble it. one mm-hmm. because you're, you're gambling a lot more by asking the Raiders for at least one more week to kind of be in the mix a little more. But 
This is what you do because you play the Raiders at the end of the season. Yeah, so if you, you are fighting for that final spot, yep. man, week 18 could be exciting. So I'm also taking, unfortunately, the Chiefs to win this one. Um, and everyone is taking the Chiefs to win this one. And Ryan's be, also got the Chiefs and Henry. And you could be in Vegas yep. with us, yes. Circa. Yes. It's going to be lit week Man. 18. If you guys haven't entered that, you have to. And it's going to be. What a giveaway. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an insane time there. Even if you don't win the giveaway, come with us. I think you're getting 20% off your stay at Circa. You're getting tickets to our tailgate, our watch party, uh, stadium swim. We've got it all. So check out the link in our description to get in on that trip as well. We'll all be there as well. Okay, now we've got Sunday night football. We've got the Ravens, the number one seed in the AFC, going mm -hmm. into Los Angeles to play the bottom of the seller AFC West team Chargers. Todd, do the Chargers pull off what is now a miracle for them and keep their season alive? No, you know, I think they continue to charge. Mm. Uh, the Ravens are a really good team. They have a really good defense. I think this defense is the only defense that has more takeaways than the Broncos, yep. um, and I think Herbert will give you one or two. So I'm going to pick the Ravens to come away with this game. Alexis? Ditto. Yeah. Just whatever Todd just said. <laughs> yes, 100%. That's exactly what Ryan and Henry said. Are you going to? No. Uh, Did it work I out for you last week? Do you know the answer to that? I can't remember. What was the one game that you... It feels like that was just a dig right at me trying to chase no, last did it... week. It did not oh, work. Dang, yeah. no, I, really I picked the Chiefs when all of you guys uh -huh. picked the, the Eagles. Eagles yeah. uh, and in the first half, it looked like it was going to work out. And mm -hmm. then the Chiefs just chiefed mm -hmm. in the second half. They did nothing <laughs> in the second half. So um, you here, do you actually have our standings graphic? Um, okay, we'll, we'll pull that up. But uh, yeah, I lost a game on RK. And you guys picked a game up on me. You're right. going to do it again today, aren't you? I can't. I can't because it's the Chargers. Yeah. I, I've learned my lesson Smart. over the years, and I'm, I'm totally out on the Chargers. Although all of us picked the Chargers to beat the Packers last week. And they lost. And they lost. Yeah. So all of us lost a game Packers there, which is trash, insane. So you just said that. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. That's what I thought. So I'm going Ravens as well. The Ravens are just dominant mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. All right. Final game. Did you guys get a sense? Does Baldy think the Broncos are going to win or the Browns? Because he kind of laid out arguments for both. Yeah. yeah. He started off with the Browns, yeah. though. And he talked about their defense maybe had an edge. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's undecided. And that's why this spread right now in Vegas is one and a half, favoring the Broncos. Yeah. So meaning neutral site, maybe the Browns by a point. I mean, this is as much of a pick em game as you can get in Vegas. Who do you see coming out with the dub? I'm going to take the Broncos. I think that what we're doing on defense and offense is just a lot better than what the Browns are doing right now. Um, yes, they have a dominant defense, but we only need 14 points, 13 points. We'll get the we'll get the game that way. So I'm going to pick the Broncos to win. Russ has been playing really good football. Probably another Cortland Sutton touchdown um, that helps us win the game. And the defense comes away with another two turnovers. So mm. Broncos get the dub. What's the yeah. score? Oh, wow. Uh, three to zero. No, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> and Cortland has a touchdown. <laughs> and Cortland has a touchdown. <laughs> Let me go 13 to six. Oh, what an ugly, ugly game. Alexis, do you yeah. see it being a prettier game? No, I said earlier, I think I think Broncos win this one 13-10. I think it's going to be just a defensive battle. It's going to be slow. I think you might take a nap at some point during this one. Um but that's a good thing, I think, for this team, because this is another way that they're going to show that they could grind out 
another win and in a different fashion. Um, I think the Broncos have three takeaways this week. Mm. Um, personally, I think Justin Simmons gets another one. Mm. Yeah. Like could McMillan, Mac Millen, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, uh, do it again. Uh, yes, well, I do. Four in the past three. Ga- no, three in the past two games. Yeah. No, four in the past three games. Four in the past three games. I also think that this defensive front for the Broncos is going to show up against DTR. Like last week, like I mentioned earlier, they generated 22 pressures on 38 Vikings dropbacks. They have wow. to do that against DTR this week. And I think if they do, they will win this game. I love it. 13-10, baby. I love it. Let's and go. I've also got 13 in my score. Unfortunately, I think the Browns are going to score 13. But fortunately, I think the Broncos are going to score 16. <laughs> okay. We get to lucky number 16 here. And we've all got the under by over a touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Todd, you've got the under by two touchdowns. Alexis, you've <laughs> got it by uh, over 10 points. Yep. I've got it by a full touchdown. And Brian also has the Broncos winning 17 to 6. And Henry's got the Broncos winning by the biggest margin, 24 to 10. What is Henry's Henry trying smoking? to uh he's trying to yeah, he's revenge trying to, yeah. himself a little bit after picking the Vikings to win last Patrick week. Patrick Tan got to him, man. Yeah, Tan, he calling did. him out. So this scares me a little bit that yep. we all think the Broncos are going to win, but maybe it's because we can finally trust this Broncos team. Yeah, I think we believe. Yeah. I think we believe, 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 mm-hmm. you know? Just like Russ says, yeah. we believe. Yeah, that's we why I said it three times. We we were going to win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm just wondering, like, I wish Hank was on this show right now, too, because, like, I just want to ask him what he's smoking from Kind Love, because, like, <laughs> 24 points for this Broncos offense up against this defense would yeah. be – I mean, if they do that – I, I'm yeah, I'm shotgunning a beer or something. If oh, they score 24 there we points, go. Clip it, clip it. Yes. Clip it we've got it right here. If they do that, <laughs> I will be like, not only is Russ back, this offense is back. Like we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, if they can score 24 points against the thing. Browns, I love it because that'll be like a 35 point performance against like an average. Yeah, team. exactly. This that Man. would be crazy. You're, you're right, Alexis. I love that. I love it. Shotgun and a beer on the post game show. Don't clip it, you hear? Do not clip it. Sorry to clip. Too late. Up on Todd Twitter. knows. Todd knows. I'll backtrack on that. Hell no, it's too late. We got the footage. Uh, okay, let's pull up the records. No one's gonna gain any ground on anyone this wow. week. Ryan's in first place, twenty-five and eleven. I'm still in second, twenty-three and thirteen. Alexis in third, twenty-two and fourteen. Todd. In fourth, 21 and 15, but don't feel bad. You're still six games above 500, and you're still three games above Henry, really the important mark. He's at 18 and 18, and Henry's not on the show today because he's still not above 500. So we'll see if he can get above 500 now. Hank was fired. And, yes, he was fired. Um, Yeah. What? You get... You have it. Let's oh, yeah. let's pull this up. Here's I know I'm fourth. I know I'm fourth on that list. Yep. But what I'm not fourth in is the Splash Sports Picks oh. Egg Contest, <laughs> where I came in second place and I got paid. Uh, and if everybody joins, five yep. K can go to the winner. Uh, second place, one point four K. Third place is seven hundred and twenty dollars. And I won about ninety dollars because I had to split. I was tied for second place. <laughs> But I don't know about anybody else in here, but I think I did the best. So I may not be the best at picking AFC West, but mm. when it comes to the entire NFL. Doing a pretty good job at it. And, uh, yeah, you win money over yep. at Splash Sports. So if you want to get in, it's a weekly contest that we're doing every week. Go to SplashSports.com slash DNVR. We put our picks in there. You can see where our picks are, see how they stack up. Some of you beat me this week. Only one person beat Todd. 
this past week. Click the link in our description and go to splashsports.com. And like you said, the, the more people we get, the bigger this prize is every yep. week. So it's going to be a fun thing to pay attention to on Thursday, Friday, Sunday, and Monday. So get in splashsports.com slash DNVR. And speaking of watching games, you hear, let's pull that up super quick. Here is your guide for this week as you watch the Broncos make a run for the playoffs. Friday, here's the important games. You want the Dolphins to beat the Jets. Right now, the Dolphins have that division. Broncos can't compete with any other division winners, so mm -hmm. it's okay if the Dolphins run away with that division. And they're going to smack the Jets. Oh, they're man, do. they're going to oh smack. God. I love that it's a Black Friday football, but this game shouldn't be very close. Mm. Uh, then you have the Bengals taking on the Steelers. This is one where it could really go either way, but Bengals without a quarterback, let them beat the Steelers to drop them to six and five. Then you got the Jags playing the Texans. Jags again, running away with their division. Let them run away with their division, but have the, the Texans come down to earth. And if the Texans lose and the Broncos beat them the following week, mm -hmm. they will have jumped them officially in the standings. Then you're going to be one cheering for the Bucks to beat the Colts. Colts right in that AFC in the hunt picture with the Broncos. Uh, then Eagles playing the Bills. Have the Bills lose this one. And then the final one, Sunday Night Football. Of course, you want the Chargers to lose. Uh, so we're going to put this guide out over at DNVR underscore Broncos so you can follow these games. And before we get out of here, we've got a couple super chats, right? You hear? Let's pull them up. Oh, my gosh, more than a couple. Will Jock says, love this trio. We love you, Will. Thank you. Thanks, Much Will. love. Uh, Kyle comes in and says, uh, wasted super chat. He says, what substantive changes have been made to this team between the Jets losing or, or between the Jets beating the Broncos and the Broncos now? I think it's been a lot of defensive players. Yeah. Um, a lot of young guys stepping up. Uh, J. Matt coming in and balling. Uh, Baron Browning coming back and starting the ball. Um, and so they just bring a new energy, new life to the team and been, you know, instrumental in creating and taking the ball away. So um, I think it's the young guys that really stepped up and gave, you know, substance to this Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, and uh, as Pat told us yesterday, also trips to Del Frisco's mm -hmm. on a yeah. weekly basis. Yep. Yep. Dude, an eight-ounce filet can, <laughs> can do wonders for the body. <laughs> yeah. Nick says, Todd... You wouldn't know. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> said, Todd, did the Broncos ruin Cam Newton's career? His stats after the Super Bowl are actually better than I thought, but still... A huge fall from grace after the Super Bowl, and especially after week one of 2016. Yeah, um, I think, you know, just like kind of what the Broncos did to the Chiefs this year, I think we just kind of unlocked the formula mm. to beating Cam Newton, um, or specifically, you know, the, the, the Carolina Panthers at the time. Um, to be honest, they, their playbook wasn't huge, so once we locked in and kind of got an understanding for what they wanted to do, um, I think we got a good handle on who they were as a team, and then we knew kind of how to attack it. I don't know if other people watched it, but if you did, you probably kind of understood how to beat the Panthers. So there is something real to a team ruining someone and kind of putting uh, a, a, a playbook out there for how to beat them. Because I remember in that 2015 run, Aaron Rodgers came to town on Sunday Night Football, was yep. awful, and then he was awful for, like, the next year and a half after playing you guys. Yes, yeah, 100% true. It's a copycat league, and once you find out something works uh, mm -hmm. against a player or a team or they don't know how to handle it, guys usually pick up on it and, uh, and figure them out. And, you know, that year we beat the Panthers. They had only lost one game that year. Like, they yeah. were phenomenal. <laughs> yes. um, and then after that, once we played them, 
Then and we played them to start the season on Thursday night. I think it was a wrap for them after that. Yep. I mean, they had the number one offense. Yep. They had the MVP. Yep. They were a one-loss team. If they would have won that Super Bowl, they would have gone down as one of the best teams of all time. Hands down. Not 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 happening because not, of what you guys did. Not right. All right. Here. Daniel says, can't wait for the Broncos to fly down here to Houston to play the Texans. Let's go, Broncos DB for life. Denver Broncos for life. Man, it seems like just every game from here on out is going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting, except for that Patriots game where hopefully <laughs> we can be talking about just a Broncos blowout yep. in that one. Santa's going to come a day early for real the quick, Real quick, I just got this uh, on Twitter, which is like that was perfect for today. America's largest egg producers and industry groups illegally rigged the market to drive up the price of eggs a jury has found. Holy. So maybe... So maybe Zach is onto something. Maybe eggs yeah. are bad. Maybe yeah. eggs. I knew it. Maybe that's just it's all a scam. I knew do that it. with everything, with diamonds, with avocados. <laughs> like, yeah. It's all a scam. Aren't eggs super cheap anyway? Yeah, Not, they're not bad. No, they weren't for a minute. It was they like weren't? eight, ten dollars a carton no for a second. Way. For like, you wouldn't know again. Yeah, it's very true. Eggs, but Didn't they used to be like one ninety nine. No, yeah. I don't think they were. I mean, Back in 1999, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I bought steaks the other day for like 4.99 for a dozen, which okay. is like good right now. Yeah, they used to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. See, I just save my money. That's why I don't eat eggs. Mm. Save that money. Uh, Nick comes in and says, Alexis and Zach, what advice would you give to someone who is trying to make it in this business? I'm in the business too. <laughs> <Golly. Tough. laughs> what would like your he advice be, be a taught? Well, player. first, yeah, first you gotta go play for the Broncos. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Then, <laughs> no, just like. yeah, I think um, it's just to try to be an expert in, in whatever it is that you're doing. If it's football, the NFL, excuse me, NBA, NHL, whatever it is, just really lock in, try to become an expert in that field. If you haven't played like people like me, got to work a little bit harder, study a little harder, but um, it's worth it. So you just got to put in the time. And I always say, if you think you're working hard, somebody else is working harder. So you got to try to beat them. Yep, totally agree. And then also just reach out to anyone and everyone. Networking is that's everything. That's in the business. Um, and just do it the right way. Mm -hmm. don't, don't do it in an annoying way. But if you reach out to people, not all of them are going to get back to you. Um, but someone will. Yeah. And then just try to build those relationships. And um, you're not going to uh, start with a high-paying job. No. Nope. Um, it's going to be a grind. But I thought if you put five years into it, yeah. you're going you're gonna to outwork and outlive everyone else. And you're going to maybe have to have side hustles and things during uh during your time but if you if you want it i yeah. think you can get it you just have to put the work in i what didn't was, have a uh, what was one of your side hustles one of my side hustles um a manny okay yeah yeah mm -hmm. did, did that you during the summer you'd be such a good manny Thank oh my you. gosh yeah. you wouldn't let them eat eggs they'll never get someone <laughs> <else. laughs> oh my God. He my kids would be, be so manny. safe <laughs> chicken fingers and fries i think is all they would have yeah, yeah. um and then i uh, grew that role into a tutor so i was a tutor for oh, a little nice. bit um, my very first job, though, and this was before I tried to get in this industry, um, I was uh, in, uh, I worked for a Dairy Queen. Okay. But before I was even, like, making the ice cream behind, um, I was in one of the inflatable ice cream things that are on the street okay. that, you know, advertise. Like a Miles, like a mascot <laughs> yeah, for exactly. the... exactly. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that's one of the things, that was my very first job. What was your first job? My first job, well, my very first job, I... Pulled cable. I was a, a freelancer. Um, I did it for the Pac-12 Network first, and then ESPN, NBCSN, when that was a thing, TNT. 
um, I'd be at like Pepsi Center at 4 a.m. on wow. like most game days. So that's how I got myself through college. And then my first full-time job was the N Arena producer and reporter for the Denver Nuggets. That's big time. So that was that was a fun leap. But people think that I was just handed that job because right. I just graduated. But I actually was working behind the scenes yeah. um, for four years prior to that. So, yeah, yeah you got got to grind it out. But even at that, like, I didn't have a comma in my paycheck when I was working for the Nuggets. Like, I was <laughs> right. poor. So I was working at the Denver Post doing, like, a right. Denver Post Sports Minute thing for a while. So you always have to have a side hustle because it's, it's a tough – tough life there early in this industry but you know eventually you can prove your worth and, and you'll get paid yeah. for it yeah todd what was your first job um didn't have a lot of jobs i was always at football but i did <laughs> true. one summer um in college just to earn money i did have to work in a at a moving company mm. so me and another football player used to just move people's furniture man <laughs> you earned your money so with that lifting, one lifting nonstop. Yeah. i always say yeah. who would sign up to do that and i guess todd davis <laughs> and i guess me you guys have some good players. you guys have some good side hustles i thought you're gonna say like yeah i sold drugs from like, <laughs> <laughs> for like five years i had to make ends meet before the media I mean, took off <laughs> my i was like interning i was working at a startup for mile high sports i was mm, yeah. i was all over the place i hardly went to class i just kind of had an agreement <laughs> with my professors my senior year i was like i'm probably not going to be here yeah but it's because i'm getting real world experience yeah that's huge that's huge they checked off um todd Go i'm bus. sure you had to play school as well as playing football mm -hmm. right or did did you just play football what do you mean play school play uh was it uh cardale jones where he was asked like uh at ohio state what uh um like what classes do you do or something? He's like, oh, I don't play school. I play football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely had to play, play school. <laughs> yeah, Sac yeah. State, they don't let you just get by. Oh, no, they weren't that. playing. Now with NIL at those big schools, you really don't need to, to nope. do Damn. school, I don't think. Nope. It's a different world, much different, just 10 years, five years ago. Yeah. Um, we got one or two more Super Chats. Andrew, last one, says, earlier this week, the DNVR team did the top five players I was surprised Pirine was not on that list. So, uh, shame. Without him, the Vikings would have won. And there were certainly plenty of guys that mm -hmm. deserved to be on that list that were honorable mentions. And Samaje clearly won. I mean, he was huge at the end of the uh, Bills game. He was huge at the end of the Vikings game. And I would imagine that the Browns have a Samaje Pirine package for yeah. the end of a game now yeah, because so. you can't watch a team just get back-to-back -back weeks with one guy and not have a plan for him, especially with the way that uh, Schwartz has that defense going. Yep. I'd have to imagine there's going to be a guy that's on him at the end of the game if the Broncos are driving needing points, right? Yeah, I think just like you spot a quarterback, they'll have somebody spying Samaje because, you know, he's he's getting every single yard we need towards the end <laughs> yes. of the game. I just want to point out the Bronc or the Bet365 top five, it's not just like the only five players that we thought had a good game. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can only put five on the list. Yep. I just want to point that out because I got <laughs> yeah. some shit last week, too, yep. for, for saying Jerry Judy over Cortland Sutton. And I'm like, we already gave Cortland the love. Yep. Like, I was trying to show Jerry some love. <laughs> right. So, like, it's not like we only think these five guys had a good game. They're just on the list for that right, exactly. particular segment. Exactly. Uh, and Nick rounds us out. He says, here you go, Todd. What's been the biggest challenge going from player to media? Well, thank you, Nick. I appreciate <laughs> the question, man. Uh, no, these guys work really hard. Um, you know, the media, um, 
it's not easy. You got to do a lot of preparation. You got to come prepared. You got to know your stuff. You got to know your facts. I know Zach makes it look so easy, man, but it's oh, hard stop. work. Uh, you got to work on your transitions. If you want to be great, that would be my, <laughs> my, my go-to key. Transitions are everything. I'm, and I'm a little offended. I played high school football, and I'm not being asked what the key is from going to player to media. Yeah. What would, you, what would your uh, recommendation be? Um, I wasn't asked, Todd. I, I can't. I can't give my input. You there. can't give him that key. I played, <laughs> I played powder puff football. Nobody wants to go. ask me anything. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Alexis, do you think the Broncos will win? I do. Boom! There we go. We've got all got the Broncos winning. Great vibes on today's show. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Todd. I'm so thankful that both of you are at this company this oh. year. First year Thank rock and rolling with you. It's been awesome. Thankful for everyone tuning in it really means the world because without you guys we're not able to do this living out our dream so thank you all so much have a great thanksgiving we will be back pre-game the countdown going live 45 minutes before the game so tune That's in around 1 30 on sunday on dnvr sports youtube and then of course post game let's see if the broncos can keep this unreal streak going have a great holidays happy thanksgiving Flying cotton would stick to you